Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge. And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Welcome to another episode of the Recruitment Flex. I'm Shelly Billinghurst and joined with me today is my co-host, Serge Boudreaux. Serge, how you doing? I am doing great, Shelly. I have seen you so much in the last couple of weeks. It's crazy. It's too much. I, I need a vacation from Shelly, but <laughs> it's uh. all for a good cause because we've had the most amazing guests since day one of the Recruitment Flex, and today is not an exception. We have Lori Sylvia, CEO and founder of Rally. Lori, I've been wanting to talk to you a long time, so welcome yeah, me to too. the show. <laughs> Thank you, Serge and Shelly, for having me on the Recruitment Flex. I feel very honored that you've asked me to participate today. You should feel honored because it's it's rarefied air that you're breathing here. I feel it too, all the way here. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Your crown must be getting very tight, Serge. My ego is... is, Royal Highness Boudreaux. Yeah, Royal Highness Boudreaux. I like that. That's what you should refer to me. So Lori, a lot of people in our community know exactly who you are, but a lot of people maybe not. So I'd love to know a little bit more about Lori Sylvia, how you got into the recruitment marketing space. Well, first of all, I'm married and I have two kids. I have to say I'm married because today is my wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Thank you. Yeah. And a little while ago, there was a knock at the door and it was flowers, which really only happens once every maybe five anniversaries. So today is a very <laughs> special day. And I've born and raised just outside of Boston, Massachusetts. And I have a background in running marketing at startups. And in 2014, I took a job as chief marketing officer for one of the first recruitment marketing technology companies called Smashfly Technologies. So that's how I got into HR and recruiting. But before that, I worked in a number of different fields like the Internet of Things and smart cars and mobile phones and really um, specialized in driving the adoption of new technology products. And so I was very attracted to come to the recruiting space and specifically the recruitment marketing space because it was very early days in recruitment marketing and employer branding. And the CEO and and the small team that was at Smashfly were trying to create something new. They were trying to educate the market about what was recruitment marketing and why you needed to use marketing strategies in the process of attracting and recruiting talent. I'm going to want to dig in on rally recruitment, but before it's very intriguing to me that you came from a consumer or B2B marketing and ended up in recruitment marketing. Mm-hmm. What was your first thoughts? You're like, holy cow, these people are 20 years behind of where they should be <laughs> marketing or yeah. was it all new to you? What was your original thoughts coming into recruitment marketing? It's a great question. At the time, I I was learning HR and recruiting. That was really what I needed to learn. I needed to understand the market. And yes, it was not surprising because I had been forewarned that recruiting was behind marketing when it came to the adoption of new technology and really using digital strategy to modernize their practices. So I was prepared for that, but I instantly fell in love with it. And I guess a key reason for that is the people in this space, because what I saw was that there were 
a growing number of people who are raising their hand to say that I think that we can do something better than what we're doing today. And I really resonate with that. That is my personal story of oftentimes being the first and the only and being brave and courageous enough to raise my hand and say, I think we can do this better. And I'm volunteering to try to do that. And that's exactly what I have seen with all of the people who have pioneered recruitment marketing. Mm. And then you decided, hey, I can do this with my own company. Give me the story behind Rally Recruitment. I was at Smashfly for about three years. And and there were several things that I noticed. And it wasn't unique to Smashfly or unique even to recruitment marketing. Because I had come from a number of other startups where we were introducing new technology that people didn't even know existed, never mind could really articulate why they would need it. I saw all those same things at Smashfly. And some of them, we, we would convince the talent acquisition leader at Fortune 100 company X that they should buy our recruitment marketing platform. And one of the first questions they would ask was, who here on my team knows how to do this? Because we don't have anybody here in the recruiting team that knows anything about digital marketing or content marketing or social media marketing. So I saw that there was a huge skills gap. Even when we had those early users where they understood the strategy, without the skills, they wouldn't be successful in using the product. And so that was my aha moment was Mm -hmm. in order for recruitment marketing and employer branding and these modern talent attraction strategies to really be successful, really take hold across employers everywhere and not just be relegated to something of the Fortune 100. It meant that we needed to upskill everyone who was in HR and recruiting. And that was the challenge that I took on. And I did that by doing things that I've always done, which is educating a market. And so I created a community platform called Rally Recruitment Marketing, which is at rallyrecruitmentmarketing.com. And I launched it in September of 2017. So it's my four-year anniversary since having launched rallyrecruitmentmarketing.com. And we literally launched with nobody. I remember the first day we made the announcement. And by the end of day one, we had 100 people who, who joined And I was thrilled. I was exhausted, but I was excited that attracted 100 people to become part of the community. And here we are four years later, and there's now 30,000 people in our community. Wow. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. And so we have become the number one provider of educational content and programming to learn recruitment marketing. If you are coming from recruiting or HR or even marketing, and you're trying to use these strategies for the first time, you find your way to rallyrecruitmentmarketing.com. And I hear again and again from people who say like, oh my gosh, I found my place. I found my people. Or even if you've been in this for a while and you're one of the more experienced practitioners who might be on your second, third, or even fourth role, we have a lot of content and programming for you as well, because the strategies are always changing and adapting. And so everyone is looking to stay ahead of the curve. So the approach that I've taken is really trying to invest in people's careers. What do the people who practice recruitment marketing and employer branding, what do they need in order to be successful? And that then flows all of our programming and events and also influences the kind of sponsors that we work with. So we reach out to the vendors and the agencies in this space 
And my value proposition to them has been, you know, it's important for you to have customers who are educated. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. they don't understand what it is you're trying to sell and they won't be successful in using your platform. So come and support our community. Help us all learn how to do recruitment marketing and employer branding. And together, we'll take the next step in their career and we'll be much more successful no matter you know, what products they use or don't use, but everyone will be able to really advance their career and move their company forward. And that's a common mission that we all have. That's why I started Rally and a little bit about where we are today. Of course, the four years have been really challenging. We could talk about being an (laughs) entrepreneur and being a small business owner. There's lots and lots of challenges there. I'm really excited where we are today. It's been an amazing journey. And I have to, first and foremost, thank all of the mentors and the people who, like you, Serge, who have contributed your know-how and your expertise to the rally community, because that's how we're able Mm -hmm. to identify what works and what are the best practices, and then share that back out with everyone else. So thank you for contributing (laughs) to the rally blog. And I hope I can tap into you again to do so. Well, and you know, you have Shelly, who has written, mm-hmm. I think, 150 articles on recruitment <laughs> marketing. So you should definitely tap into Shelly. One point that you mentioned, I think, is critical because a lot of our listeners are relatively new to employment branding, to recruitment marketing. Mm-hmm. And I get asked a ton of questions and I direct them to rally a lot of the times because being on the vendor side yeah. and then coming back into a practitioner side, I knew all about this, but in executing and getting different ideas, the first place I went to was Rally Recruitment Marketing because it Mm -hmm. gave me a lot of the concepts that I knew, but I just didn't know how other people have executed on Mm -hmm. it and really broke it down for me. And I took some of the advice, some of it maybe didn't apply, but overall, everyone that's listening, you have to join this community because it makes you better at your job, which I think is important. Yeah. So let's talk a a little bit about what's happening currently in the recruitment landscape. I've been in recruitment for how long, Shelly? How long? (laughs) Since 1994, Serge. And I know you were still in elementary school. However, I've seen many economic tidal waves and the bottom fall right out of the economy. I really have seen the roller coaster of recruitment over that time. But we're seeing something in the talent marketplace that there were indications of what might be coming post lockdown, et cetera. I know some recruitment talent acquisition leaders are having a little bit of heart palpitations because they're now starting to realize that they have no brand presence. So my question, Lori, in this market, is it too late? If an organization is just now starting to think perhaps if candidates could find our jobs or even know that we are hiring other than, and God help me if I see another talent acquisition leader post, we're hiring on LinkedIn. I know. Um, Yeah. Is it too late to start marketing now? What are your thoughts? It's not too late and they have to start. They must start. Yeah. Last year was a really pivotal time in our Mm -hmm. space and in our community because we saw a number of people lose their jobs and their jobs refocus to internal communications and employee experience. And it was the first time, I think, since the beginnings of recruitment marketing and employer branding, which really evolved out of this need for how do I differentiate my company compared Mm -hmm. to other talent competitors? Mm -hmm. Uh, It was the first time that we really were challenged with the question, 
is recruitment marketing directly related to recruiting? What happens when your company isn't recruiting as much or maybe not at all? And maybe you've had to send everybody home, including the recruiting team. What happens to that person who's been sitting there working on recruitment marketing and employer branding? So yeah, we saw their purviews shift a bit, their responsibilities shift a bit. Mm -hmm. And I think for the first time, we understood the need for that role separate from needing to recruit because somebody needed to continue to tell the story of the company as an employer. And last year, more than any other year, with everything that was happening with social injustice, everything that was happening with COVID, companies really needed to show the empathy of themselves as an organization. And so even though last year was very tumultuous, what's happened this year, and I know you guys have seen this too, there's more jobs than we ever imagined. Like there Mm -hmm. are more new people now hired into recruitment marketing and employer branding roles than ever before. It is a really freaking exciting time in this space. And that shows you that people in leadership get it. They understand now the importance of telling their employer brand story. And yes, of course, now they're also doing it because they've got to recruit and it's a crazy Mm -hmm. situation Mm -hmm. out there. I talk to people in our community every day. I try to talk to at least one person. I have never seen these folks under this much stress and pressure. Even last year was crazy, but now it's there's a business demand that's happening for them to hire and to be a part of supporting that. So no, it's not too late. And there are thousands and thousands of people who have the skills that you need as an employer to help you attract and engage and recruit talent. So interesting that you would say that because I know there's been some recent surveys done about how big of a talent pool is there in recruitment. Because like you said, I think a lot of employers, when they stopped recruiting, the first thing they did was let their recruiters go. And I think a lot of recruiters said, you know what, screw this. I am not going back to filling requisitions. However, those same people would be ideal in a new organization in recruitment marketing. So what can leaders be doing if they really need someone to head up recruitment marketing? Do you think that they should be targeting former recruiters to do the work? Or is this, you really need marketing chops to do it? Help us understand what are the skill mixes for someone to start a recruitment marketing effort in their firm? This is a great question. I love this question. We do a job and salary survey and we're in the process of collecting responses right now. We did our first one in 2019 because I wanted to understand this exact question that you have. First of all, how do people find their first recruitment marketing job? Where do they come from? Do they come from recruiting or do they come from marketing? And then what are their job responsibilities? And therefore, what are the skills that they need in order to be successful? One of the things I can tell you right off the bat is that there's no difference in job responsibilities between whether someone has a marketing-based title or a branding-based title. It seems to be just a preference. So we call it recruitment marketing because in my view, employer branding isn't an activity. You have an employer brand. Mm -hmm. So so that's my point of view. Now, um, where do they come from? I don't have the answer of what we're finding out in 2021, because we're still in the process of collecting surveys. So if you are listening to this and you practice recruitment marketing or employer branding full-time or even part-time, even if it's just one of the many strategies that you use, 
you need to go to rallyrecruitmentmarketing.com and take the survey and be a part of contributing um, Mm -hmm. to our collective understanding of this field. When I did this survey in 2019, 37% of the people that were moving into their first full-time role came from marketing. What we saw was that there was a need for the skill set on the talent acquisition team, but not as many people had the skills to be able to fill those shoes. And so we saw talent acquisition leaders turning to marketing in order to lead that function. So far, the data is showing that it's maybe about half and half, but I'll have to see in another couple of months. Mm -hmm. The great thing is that there are far more people today who have the skills that are coming from recruiting. And that's because the other thing I saw was that even if you practiced recruitment marketing part-time, you still needed these skills. And so who are the people that practice it part-time? Those are your recruiters, exactly like you said, Shelly. So in order to be an effective recruiter today, you have to understand social and digital strategies. You have to use them. As a former CMO, I would never hire somebody to be a writer on my team if they didn't understand content marketing. Mm-hmm. They didn't understand search engine optimization of how their content was even going to be found on the internet. Just like I would never hire someone to do PR or corporate communications if they didn't understand social media, if they didn't understand how to communicate through those very important channels. And that's what's happened with recruiting is I don't see how you can be an effective recruiter today if you don't understand how to attract and engage an audience. Mm-hmm. And this is why there's 30,000 people in the rally recruitment marketing community, because the far majority of them are coming from recruiting in HR roles, and they know that they need these skills just to be relevant in their career. I, I agree. And I've said this many times that recruitment is no longer just about finding people. It's about people finding you. And that's definitely a skill set that is is needed. So one of the confusing things, or maybe not confusing, but one of the things in recruitment marketing that I've never really pinpointed, and I'm really looking for your expertise here is, how do you measure recruitment marketing activities? Obviously, we know the metrics that a lot of companies leverage. So time to hire, time to fill, candidate sources, like those Mm -hmm. are all pretty common. But I'm curious to see what your viewpoint of what is a high functioning recruitment marketing person or team? What does that look like? What leading and lagging metrics maybe we should look at? I love this question too, because I will talk about analytics forever and a day. First of all, for me, analytics is something personal. My experience as a former marketing executive is that anytime someone's asking you to measure and report on the effectiveness of marketing, it's really a reflection of your own effectiveness. And analytics are personal. That's all I can say. And I've always taken that approach as I've helped to educate our community about what analytics are important in recruitment marketing. So what happened, I think, in the beginning, in the early days of recruitment marketing is because it came out of recruiting, is that frankly, recruitment marketers were measured based on Recruiting standards, as you said, surge time to hire, time to fill, cost per hire. And that's fine. But what we have seen now over the last couple of years, and my new perspective on this, is that's only part of what recruitment marketing's role is. So part of our role is to attract talent to jobs. And therefore, we have to support the recruiting effort. And therefore, we need to be part of the goals and the measurement of recruiting. 
But the other part of our job, which is really surged, surged. I like it. I like it. (laughs) In the last couple of years is our role to attract talent to the employer. Yeah. And when you think about it from that perspective, you cannot use traditional recruiting standards. You have to look at other ways to measure your impact at attracting talent to want to work for your company in the first place. So how do you do that? And the thing that I have seen now, because we started the Rally Awards two years ago, and I can tell you that the difference between those employers that are leading versus those that are laggard is the ones that are leading, it's, it's not about knowing where to post your jobs. Everyone has access to the same job boards, right? And today there's amazing programmatic job advertising technology that will pretty much tell you through AI where you should be posting your jobs. So that's a level playing field. What may differ is how much money you can spend, okay, to put your jobs in front of candidates. But it's not about knowing where. The, the, The difference is about knowing what. What are candidates looking for from you as an employer and from other employers? And if you can understand the what, that is what differentiates the leaders from the laggards. And so This is one of the reasons why we recently launched a new analytics and benchmarking tool to understand the what question, which no one has really understood that until now. I really want to dig into Rally Insights. You launched it, I think, two weeks ago. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, just Uh, over two weeks ago. Just over two weeks ago. What is it for people that have not heard of it? How does it work? How can Mm -hmm. they get to see more? If you don't mind breaking that down. We'll have to correct you. It's called Rally Inside, but it does provide you with insights. Let me just explain that why I created Rally Inside. And it goes to my passion and my commitment to helping the people who practice recruitment marketing and employer branding show their value. That has been just something for myself as a former CMO and the people who have worked for me and other people that I've mentored over the years. That is a thing for me. It's very important to me. And I want to help people understand their value and be able to know their value confidently and be able to demonstrate their value to other people. Because unless you can demonstrate your value to other people, then you feel totally misunderstood. You feel devalued. You feel demotivated. You don't get the great promotions. You don't even get the resources to do your best work. And this happened to me several times as I was coming up in my own career as a marketer. So it's something that I've become very passionate about. And I brought you know that same perspective here to the rally recruitment marketing community as I've seen them struggling with the same things that I struggled with as an early digital marketer when no one really understood what digital marketing was and there wasn't even really great ways to measure it. So how could I even ask for more budget when I could really never quite prove what I was doing was moving the needle. So it's that drive within me to help people know and show their value that helped us to take this next step with Rally as a company and with our community to launch this analytics and benchmarking tool. And it's designed to help them really track and measure their effectiveness in doing recruitment marketing and employer branding as well as then be able to show that to other people, their internal stakeholders, as well as their leadership, of course. And it does that by trying to answer the what question, what content and messaging are actually resonating with your talent audience? 
So if we have ways to measure our effectiveness at attracting talent to jobs, but what do we need to do to measure and show and demonstrate our effectiveness at attracting talent to the company? Mm -hmm. And the way to do that is through content, because you've probably seen too, Shelly writing 150 articles and blog posts on this topic that recruitment marketing has pretty much become a content marketing function, but your employer brand is messaging. And the way that you communicate that message is through content. And so your marketing is all content driven. So if you want to know that you're being effective at attracting talent to the company, you've got to put out great messaging and great content. So it's designed to help you track and measure candidate engagement with your recruitment marketing content. And based on that, tell you what your talent audience actually cares about so that you can then shift your strategy to attract the talent that you need. So could I ask us to just step back for a moment because we just grazed over this topic of the confusion between employer brand and employment value proposition. Because as soon as you started talking about that, I've just got this, oh no, dread feeling in my stomach. Compensation wants to jump in because they're going to tell us what employees want or what the market wants. They want more benefits. They want more pay. But what you're talking about is completely different than employment value proposition. So talk more about content, like the what people want, because as soon as you said that, I know a lot of listeners are going to immediately think we need to advertise that we pay more or that we have better benefits or that our location is great. Is that what you're talking about when you say the content and the message? Thank you. This is a good question too. I love this discussion. One is job seekers and the other one are passive candidates. When we advertise jobs, we're reaching job seekers. Even when we are on social media, and you made a reference before, talent acquisition leaders posting some social posts on LinkedIn that says we're hiring. Well, who the hell cares about that message unless you're actually looking for a job? So it's not going to even get your attention. It won't even get your attention. It will just Mm -hmm. be part of the digital noise. So we have a way to reach job seekers and it's through you know writing a great job description, creating mm-hmm. job ads, and making sure that your job ads are in all the places where active job seekers are, are, are looking. looking. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But we know that far more people are in this passive candidate pool. Like in the US, they did the 2020 census and it revealed the lowest US population growth in 100 years. Almost half of baby boomers in the US are now retired. There's an absolute shortage of qualified talent. So the labor pool itself is shrinking. So just about everybody that an employer wants to hire is probably already employed. And virtually no one today is going to take a job at a company that they know nothing about. So the question is, how do you you know, reach the people who may be already employed <clears throat> or just even break through the digital noise? And you do that with content. And great brands do that today, consumer brands, business brands. They're not just constantly talking about their products and services. They're finding ways to connect with their audience. And so that is the shift that I've seen Mm -hmm. happening within our community is the shift towards organic content that tells a story of themselves as an employer. And so you asked about EVP, employer value proposition and employer brand. So I actually believe that the employer brand and the corporate brand are one and the same thing. I think a company has a brand. Mm -hmm. And I think that the way that you message that brand can be different 
to different audiences. We even hear from people in our community that marketing is putting out great content and it speaks to our candidate audiences. So that is definitely merging. We know that candidates can become customers and customers can become candidates. And the way that you message that is through your employer value proposition or employee value proposition. It can be called different terms. And that's really like a messaging structure of, okay, this is the overarching message about our value proposition to potential employees and our current employees. And usually there's three to five messaging pillars that go underneath Mm -hmm. that. And it's common. You guys see this. It's probably the same three, four, five things. We're an innovative place to work. We are committed to diversity. Yes. (laughs) The newest thing is we're committed to sustainability, right? And more sophisticated practitioners are finding ways to, to differentiate how they tell that story and that message. But the more mature teams, they will have this EVP defined. They will have this set of messaging defined. And then what they do from there is they create content, like seriously, lots and lots of content. The most mature teams in our space have become content marketing engines. It's it's such an interesting point. And this is where a lot of people are looking for, I think you said organic, but organic and authentic. And when we talk about all these key points that everyone has, we're innovative, diversity is very important to us is Shelly always says this, uh, and it just resonates in my head is show me the receipts. Don't yeah. tell me that you're highly focused on diversity. Show me what you've done. And I don't think a lot of employers are doing that. And the other element that I'm a, a big believer is I, I hate stock imagery. I hate stock messages. Give me user-generated content. So people that actually work there, this is the year. Leverage your people, but maybe put a little bit more structure around it. And I think you'll see uh, massive improvement. But authentic is the key. People want real people. Like COVID has really affected all of us in the sense of what we find important, what is important in going to a job, Um, being innovative. Like, I don't don't care. What does that mean? So all of that. (laughs) Who says they're not? Exactly. (laughs) I totally agree. If you want a quick win right now. Yeah. It's get rid of that stock photography. Amen. And, and, (laughs) and showcase the people centric stories and images and videos of who works at your company. And Mm -hmm. you will immediately humanize yourself as an employer and make yourself more attractive to candidates care about who they work with. It's not just about the product I work on or the service that I deliver each and every day. Team is very important. It's critical. And we see from the early users of our platform, we, we track based on a content topic basic, what is resonating with talent audiences. And I can tell you that it's people centric stories. Yeah, I completely agree. So ton of great information. People want to find out more about yourself, but also the community. Where can they go? What's the best way to get a hold of you? The best place to go is rallyrecruitmentmarketing.com. It's a free community to join. You can access all of our idea books and how-to guides and templates. We do webinars once or twice a month. We also do a virtual conference twice a year in May And in December, the next one is on December 8th, and we produce the most coveted industry awards program, the Rally Awards. And so we'll be accepting nominations into that through the end of January. So yeah, rallyrecruitmentmarketing.com, and you'll find links to to all the great resources that we provide. Perfect. And they can find you on LinkedIn. I'm assuming that's the best way to find you personally. 
if you are listening to this, you better connect with me on LinkedIn, seriously, <laughs> because I love to network with people. If you need something, reach out to me personally. If you get an email from me, you can literally reply back and it comes to me. So every email that is sent is coming from me and you can reply back and reach me directly. And I will, I'll do everything I can to try to help you succeed with your career. Wow. Lori, thank you. This has been so much fun. I wish we could just carry on for the rest of the afternoon. However, I do want to ask if we could reserve the right to invite you back again. And I would love to come back too. Yes, absolutely. You just let me know one and I'll be here. Thank you. And I hope we get some of our audience members to participate in the survey that you have running right now. I think that's so important. So thank you for everything you've done for the community. It's been an absolute delight to meet you. And I can't wait till we get to talk again. Thank you. Thank you. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.